Well, hey there, folks. This is Justin Dyke from CartoonSmart.com, and we're going to be playing around with Sprite Kit today, and uh, we'll do that uh, using Xcode, of course. So be sure that you uh, get this downloaded and opened up. You can get it from the uh, Mac App Store, and as soon as you do, just go over here to File and uh, hit New Project. Alrighty. And uh, you'll notice that uh, they give you lots of uh, template options for your new project. You've got iOS, watchOS, tvOS, macOS, or the almighty cross-platform, which would actually make a, uh, a Sprite Kid game for all four of these uh, using essentially all the same code. Uh, but uh, we're not going to tinker with that for right now. Uh, I, I will show you guys that template. It's interesting. Uh, but to keep things kind of simple, let's just work with uh, iOS for the moment. Uh, click over here on Game and go to Next. So let's just put in here, um, play around, right? What better title? Uh, and you don't really need these uh, checked off, okay? We're not going to integrate the gameplay kit in these lessons. So uh, just don't worry about it. And uh, if for your organization name, you can, of course, put in here anything you want. Justin Dyke, Cartoon Smart, whatever. Uh, and the, uh, the organization identifier... Put in there the reverse of your domain name, or I think you could even blank, leave it blank if you wanted to just for these lessons. So just click on Next. Uh, now, for a lot of you, if you've uh, you know just downloaded Xcode for the first time, you don't have uh, any sort of signing certificate or, or anything like that. Um, you do need to be a registered Apple developer to eventually be able to upload um, your finished app up to Apple. Um, so again, you're probably going to be looking at something like this where you don't have, um, we might have automatically managed signing clicked on, but you don't really have your provisioning profiles, all that stuff set up. We'll, we'll go into that uh, in a video down the road. But um, if you're, if you're looking at something like this state, we get a little red mark over here. That's okay because we can still build to the simulators and you can find all the, uh, the available simulators over here okay so one of the things you wouldn't be able to do without um, some of your certificates is actually a, a build to your actual your device right so you might have that plugged in via usb but um you could have issues building to it right uh but uh the simulators will be fine for right now and i did just run a little test of that to make sure that things are uh are working okay so if you did if you want to just build uh the the, the starting template as it is just go over here and hit the uh the run button and uh, one thing you might notice is that uh this is gonna well in my case it's the bottom part is getting cut off over here so you can't actually make the uh the simulator a bit smaller and uh why am i having trouble finding that uh, da, 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 da. See, sometimes i forget where these things are there we go scale Knock it down. Oh, look, that could have actually been up at 100%. And uh, you'll notice that uh, you get some kind of little statistics running down here in the bottom uh, left or right corner about the the number of nodes that are in the scene, the, the FPS. And uh, and keep your eye on that. 16 frames per second is, uh, is very slow on your device. This would be running at about 60 frames per second. Uh, and, you know, for all my years teaching, I've always said never trust the simulator. It is not really a truly good environment for uh really for any testing but uh you know other than maybe just seeing where things have uh, did they lay out correctly in the right position uh, i know everybody doesn't have every device out there but when it comes to gaming you cannot trust the simulator the physics are going to be off uh and you're going to run into a lot of other problems so always always test your device if you can but again i know a lot of you're just starting out um, so, uh, and while we're still on the screen over here, your display name, this is going to be your actual, uh, name that appears below the icon of your app on the home screens and things like that. So you do, do need to keep it, um, 
uh, kind of short and sweet, uh, generally speaking. And then uh, your actual name for the app is not tied to the display name over here. So in iTunes Connect, when you register your app, it can be kind of you know long string or whatever you want. Actually, it has to be under 50 characters now. Uh, and then the uh, again the bundle identifier. You'll notice that uh, when we put in there, when I put in there the, the reverse domain name, it just kind of hacks this part together with the. Um, with the uh, whatever I call the project over here. So uh, you can change that after the fact. Uh, so again, in iTunes Connect, when you create your app ID or your bundle identifier, which is kind of, again, it is exactly what it says. It's basically your app ID for this. Uh, you're going to want that to match up with uh, whatever you put in iTunes Connect. So again, you can change that after you've created the project. Uh, version 1.0, so all these projects are going to start at that. Uh, if you find yourself, you know, you uploaded a version of your app and uh, you wanted to make a little change or something like that, then you could go up to like 1.1, re-upload it again, and uh, then it's something slightly different than it was before. So you'll have multiple copies of that app that you uploaded to Apple. And sometimes that happens if you say you uploaded, you realize you made a mistake after the fact, you just want to upload it again. Um, otherwise, uh, if you want, if, you know, again, we'll, we can go into more about iTunes connect and things like that later on down the road to do with your signing certificates and everything. But, um, uh, let's see for your, um, device orientation, you know, you can kind of click these on or off. Um, one thing you might notice is that, uh, you, uh, you might want to do it on. So for example, click spe specifically for the iPhone, uh, and make those changes then specifically for the iPad and then, you know, over here to Universal. Uh, otherwise, uh, you know, just getting started. Uh, one other quick little thing. Let's uh, let's go over here to your uh, assets. If you're, you know, if you kind of start building to your device or even your simulators and uh, you don't like seeing just the, the blank icon or the default icon, you could, of course, uh, just pop an icon in here, uh, kind of satisfy you temporarily. And uh, you can see that these are all drag and drop slots uh, and they are giving you an indication of the, uh, the size. Um, and I believe if you hover over long enough, it might even tell you the exact pixel size. But basically, if it's if it says two x over here and it says twenty nine points, so that means that uh, the the size for that one should be fifty eight. Okay, so fifty eight by fifty eight, the width and the height. And then for the three x, again, same multiplier, so just times three. 29. I'm not that good at math. Oh, wait, it's 87. I figured it out. Um, and and uh, so those are the, all the sizes. And uh, I would recommend uh, down the road, if, you, if you're making a lot of apps, set up some sort of batch rule in uh, Photoshop that'll just basically upload a, a, a big size icon and then it'll uh, Google how to do batch rules in Photoshop and I'll show you how to Basically, uh, just resize all of them and make copies. Uh, otherwise, all right, let's let's look at the actual files that you get here in the uh, the starting template and which ones you really should care about. Uh, the game view controller, well, really the app delegate kind of gets the party started, but uh, I don't think I've ever gone in and adjusted the app delegate for SpriteKit game, uh, and even kind of with the game view control, I don't do much in here ever. Uh, you can see that when this loads up, it's basically, your, well, what it says, it's a view controller, right? So it's it's kind of presenting a view to, you, view to you, but then it's also presenting a scene, okay? And that's what's going on over here. So when the view loads up, uh, what this block of code is doing is it's is it's giving you that uh, your initial sprite kit uh, scene. And uh, so again, if you can kind of just bear with the, uh, the quick tour here, uh, the main thing to notice here is that, uh, it's, this is just game scene, right? And then you cut over here, it's presenting to you the, 
gamescene.sks file where you can actually lay out stuff. And uh, th this will be a fun file to, file to tinker with in uh, this video because there's a lot of uh, basic stuff that we can discuss. You can kind of see how powerful SpriteKit is just, um, you know, with, with these scene files. Uh, but I, I'm sure plenty of you are curious what ties together the uh, the scene itself where you can lay out your things to the actual code. And uh, you can see here is the actual code file for this, the .swift file. And uh, this is what ties the two together. So you've got custom class over here. So dive into this, you can see that this is the class uh, of SK scene type, right? So our actual .sks file, our scene layout file, there's the custom class, right? So that's what ties the two together. If you were to change this and not have a corresponding Swift file, well, you'd obviously have some problems at that point. And uh, what's making uh, you know some of the magic happen when you actually do run this in the simulator, you know, press down. You can see you get these little spinny things in here. That's just the starting uh, template code that you give you, that they give you, and uh, we'll we'll destroy all of that, you know, on planetary scale uh, soon enough. But you know, again, for for right now, you can uh, leave it in there, and uh, and uh, let's go ahead and and, and pick on the uh, the SKS file a little bit. By default, I think you should be seeing uh, this panel open, but uh, if you're not, you can uh, open and close it uh, over this way. And uh, you'll notice down here at the bottom on this uh, third tab over, we've got lots of components we can just basically drag into the scene here. And uh, if, if you wanted to play around with uh, an image that is not a spaceship, which comes included with the template file, uh, really all you've got to do is just take any image from your desktop, wherever it is, and just uh, you can, for right now you can just drag it into this uh, main folder with all of your other stuff, but uh, down the road, what you're going to want to do is something like this, where you actually uh, drag it into your assets catalog. And uh, these days, we really don't need to put in um, 1x images. I don't think, is there a device right now on iOS 10 that uh, supports 1x? Maybe the, maybe the original iPad mini does, but yeah. Uh, pretty much everything is retina display these days, so you really don't have to put in images in these 1x slots anymore. Uh, but, uh, you know, usually what I'll do is I'll, I'll, of course, put in the 2x images. And if I'm feeling lazy, a lot of times I'll just not even worry about the 3x. But uh, but then, you know, you should be doing the 3x images as well. Although my eyes really can't tell a difference. Uh, and then, uh, but, you know, I guess on an iPad Pro or something like that, yeah, it's maybe more clear. So anyway... Uh, again, it's all just drag and drop, and uh, you could, you know, you could make an empty image slot over here, a new image, right, and call it whatever you want, and then you know, put your images in that way. But uh, but if you do just drag an image in, it's gonna uh, basically take the the original source file name and put it in here for, for you know whatever you want to name it. But you can change that after the fact too, like image two or something like that. Uh, and uh, and those are gonna be available then after you've got a you know color sprite that you dragged over here uh, under texture, right? So that's where all your textures are gonna show up. And uh, yeah, so we, we've got a uh, you know fun little spaceship here on the screen, uh, and and obviously if we were to build the simulator right now, so we're going to run this again, you know what are we going to see? We're going to see a uh, a spaceship, right? So a lot of SpriteKit is just or working with SpriteKit and Swift is just a matter of you know kind of laying out the things that you want to interact with, and then writing the code to you know do whatever you want to do with them, right? Uh, but there's a ton that you can do in. Um, 
in the scene editor, uh, property-wise, that uh, you know can can uh, that you don't have to do in code, uh, and that's a relatively kind of a recent thing. So, for example, I'm going to let the there it is it's still building up, and you can see, yeah, you saw your spaceship over there. So, for example, uh, we could define the physics for this uh, spaceship. So we go over here to body type. Uh, right now, it's got uh, none, but what we could do is set alpha mask over here, and you can see that it's created this little blue out outline around uh, the, the body, and this is actually going to be the, the, uh, the spaceship's physics definition. So, uh, you know, it's, it's now got this little mass defined by that shape over there. So if we were to, for example, uh, just drop it down, you know, let's go back over here. Um, well, actually, as soon as you turn on your physics, it's, gonna, it's got uh, dynamic set, allows rotation, and affected by gravity. So these are the, the main properties you're going to initially set up when you um, when you're working with physics and if I were to run this right now I would probably not even get a chance to see this thing fall down to the bottom of the screen uh, I think in the amount of time it takes for the simulator to, to basically get started up let's see if I can make this smaller uh, I really can't uh, it would already be gone so what we'd have to do is um, kind of put something down here so that you could maybe get an idea that it that it fell down, so gravity pulled it down. And you can actually take a blank color sprite, so you don't even have to texture this thing. And you could sort of make like a little wall over here, right down here at the bottom. And uh, again, put go over here to your physics definition. Uh, this time, let's just go with bounding rectangle. So it's just going to make a rectangular shape based on you know this what was already a rectangle, right? And somehow I managed to rotate this a little bit by accident, uh, but no, that's not. It's not a problem. Uh, now, in this case, we do not want this to be dynamic, okay? Uh, which means that it's going to be included in the, the physics uh, simulation, right? And um, it's just basically going to be a static wall. Uh, we also don't want it to rotate, all right? So, again, it's, if this is just going to be a barrier, no rotation on this guy other than the one I somehow accidentally applied. And then affected by gravity, yeah, we don't want this falling either, right? So... Uh, We'll, we'll toggle that back off. And I guess one thing I should point out is that um, you can have affected by gravity off and you can have allows rotation turned off, but you could go over here and turn dynamic back on. So what, in that case, what you would see is a little bit of a, a push effect when this falls down onto it. But again, it's not going to rotate and it's not going to get pulled away by gravity. But you would see, you know, it'd be sort of like if something was floating in water and you rammed one thing against another, right? Uh, but uh, yeah, let's go ahead and uh, and see what happens with this now. And again, I oops, somehow I switched to the iPad Pro. Let's, I'll pause the video where I get, no, oh, no, actually it's really loading up pretty quick. All right, well, let's see what happens. So yep, sure enough, it, uh, it did fall down there. And again, the screen capture is kind of chopping off uh, some of it. Uh, let's try this again, though, and I'll, I'll put this uh, this back up uh, so you can actually see it. And here, let's move our spaceship up as well. Uh, so this time around, yeah, we'll turn dynamic on. And since the simulator is running relatively quickly, let's don't worry about pausing this. Okay, yeah, well, there was a <laughs> wasn't that subtle of a push, was it? It, it really it really moved that thing. And uh, so there's things, uh, you know, like, and that's actually something that we could adjust here uh, with properties. So you could set the mass to be, like, maybe really, really uh, dense. And, uh, and maybe then you wouldn't see the spaceship, uh, you know, push it so much. So we'll try, like, a mass of 100 or something. And, um, and, and... <laughs> Curious to see what happens. Yeah, all right. So yeah, obviously now that the the spaceship doesn't have that much of an effect on it, the uh, gravity is still pulling the spaceship down in this case, though. So it's still going to affect. Uh, you know, it's kind of this pull down effect on the 
on the block as well, even though it, it's not affected by gravity. So anyway, that's um, that's a little bit to get you started there with the physics. And uh, you can set some fun properties like the uh, the friction. You know, that's how kind of slippery an object is. The, uh, the restitution, that's how bouncy an object is. So for example, I could set that up to one and maybe this up to one. Oh, where'd that go? There it is. And we'd probably have a, a lot more of a bounce on this effect on this uh, ship hitting the uh, hitting the platform. And um, um, hopefully you guys have noticed that obviously the uh, there we go. Yeah, very bouncy. You can see that um, when the physics do run, uh, you're getting, you know, this it's not like this is just a big bounding circle. It's it's really conforming to the edges of that ship. So any images that you bring in, obviously, you're going to want to include an alpha channel um, so that you can do things like like that. Uh, and you know what? Another neat thing is, uh, again, I, did, I said earlier that we don't really come in here with the, the game can view controller and do too much with it. But um, one of the things that you, you would occasionally want to do is set it up so that the view can show your uh, physics, so it shows physics. If we set that to be true, uh, then while the game is actually running in the, uh, the simulator, <clears throat> don't know why that's... What's the problem here? There is no problem. Um, you can actually see the, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the physics, uh, lines being drawn and that is quite useful. So, uh, I would say give you guys, give yourselves like a little bit of break to kind of absorb, uh, what we just talked about with this. And, uh, what we'll do is, um, come back in the next video where we actually tie together some objects and we'll get away from using the spaceship, uh, to, uh, to some of the, uh, the code. And of course, be sure to check out, um, you know, cartoonsmart.com for plenty more video tutorials.